Hi, everybody. Welcome. It is Wednesday, the 24th of March, 2021. And welcome to the 100 Pounders meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. I am delighted today to present Eski, who is from Los Angeles. He originally came into OA as early as 2003. At his top weight, he was 415 pounds. He's currently down 150 pounds. He came back to OA the last time at the beginning of 2018 after multiple years in relapse, and he is going to tell you his story. And I'll leave it over to you, Eski. And just to confirm, you've done the speaker release. That's okay. Uh, I, I, will, I will fill that up, yeah. Not a problem, not a problem. Take it away, Eski. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Suski. I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, thank you, Rita, for asking me to share the meeting. I will open with I get I get very I get very nervous sharing. So forgive any uh, any any pauses in my speech. Um, and I'm grateful to be asked. Um, so I just want to I just want to just open with just some just real brutal honesty about me and my condition there, there's never and i've said it before there's, there's there's never been anything in the world ever that has brought me as much bliss as food does when when i am when i am eating massive amounts of food very fast piling it down regardless of the damage that it, it does and it has done in that moment the the euphoria that it brings me is unlike anything I've ever had before. It's been better than any relationship, any sex, any travel, any money, anything at all. Like it is, it is the one drug that was perfectly designed for making me high. Um, and I, it's just, it's just something I just, I just really need to remind myself uh, every morning uh, of how just fundamentally um, how screwed I am. Um, so I, uh, I'll just quickly, I, I have a, a couple of photos. Uh, I just, I'll share them quickly, get it out of the way. Uh, and basically the, these are just, it's a quick list. It basically can show you the last 20 years uh, of my life in the program. And you'll see ups and downs. Uh, relapse is a big part of my story. Um, like I said, my, my top weight's about 415 pounds. I've, I've had a number of times where I've been in a way where I've had abstinence. And, and when, when I'm on a roll, when I get back in, you know, I am, I am an excellent uh, weight loser. Uh, I'm an even more uh, effective weight gainer, but uh, nonetheless. So uh, let, let me get this out of the way. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, okay, hopefully you can see that. So this is, uh, this is just uh, quickly, uh, this is just, I'm gonna do this real quickly. This is show the last year. This is, uh, this is 2000. This is before coming into OA and uh, one time. Uh, this is 2001. This, this is about, uh, this is about 415 pounds, 400. Um, got into, uh, uh, this is actually, I'm, I'm sorry, pre-OA, see I'm already, uh, Stammering. Uh, went on at the time in 2000, the Atkins diet, which was new and novel. Uh, I lost uh, 150 pounds. So this is actually on my birthday in 2001. This is the first time I picked up pizza after a year and a half. This, this, this bite actually would be quite uh, uh, 
indicative of what was about to happen uh, after this day. Um, but this was also that day. This is about 150 pounds down. Uh, cut to 2003. Uh, after, after eating that, uh, it, my allergy was triggered, took everything back. So this is, who knows, another 415 pounds. This is 2004, I believe. Came back to OA, uh, so 2004, came back to OA in uh, around 2005, six, got a sponsor, uh, started working a program, steps and everything like that. And again, this is about 106 pounds. So that's 2007. Uh, relapse as I tend to do. That's another picture, 2007. Look at that cute puppy. Uh, 2008, boom, just like that. Take the food back, all the will goes back. I say, fuck the meetings everybody in it. Um, anyway, 2008, this is now 2010, uh, 2012, another bout back in OA, great. And then this is now 2014. Um, and this is actually 2017. This is right before uh, me uh, coming back this last time. Okay, I'm going to stop share. And you all see me again. Yes. Fantastic. So, um, So I'll, I'll, I'll start at the beginning. I, I was always, uh, uh, I was, I, I love food as, as long as I can remember. As a young kid, I was a fat kid. Um, I uh, had uh, my, my, I, I, my earliest memories, even in grade school, I remember having to, um, you know, my mother would, would buy clothes for me in the adult section. We'd actually, after buying clothes for like a school season, we'd actually go to a tailor and uh, she would have a tailor tailor the pants for me because I was buying like adult pants, but they were too long because I was a smaller kid and they had to shorten them. Um, I remember being the youngest kid having uh, a gym membership. If I recall correctly, my dad, who's a physician, actually had to write a note allowing me to go to it because I was under a young age. Um, I was in multiple weight uh, programs in, in young grade school. My father, who was a physician at one point, hired a, new, uh, a personal nutritionist to come visit me every day, not every day, a couple times a week after school. And we'd walk around and she'd tell me about sugar and how candy bars are bad and things like that. Um, on summer vacations, um, I used to uh, be sent to fat camps. I've been to three of them. Uh, if anybody's uh, in California and ever went to any of the fat camps in San Diego, message me. I'm always looking for some alumni. Um, but I, I would spend my summers there and I'd go and I'd have a, obviously a period of weight loss and, and come back. Never really knew, never really knew what uh, was going on. Uh, I just knew that I loved to eat. I knew that it made me happy. Um, uh, I, I am an only child. I'm an adopted child. And uh, I'd go to therapists because I think my parents thought like, oh, maybe it has something to do with this. And then maybe some trauma or some things like that. That's, that, that's not the case. I am, I am, I am a, a com, I'm compulsive after food. So um, all of this, I, by the way, all of this stuff with my before story, I, I find it horribly boring. I and mean, we all have our stories about how much we've eaten and everything like that. I think, I think the relevant takeaway for me is what it did to me as a person, the, 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 kind of, the kind of person it made me, which I'll get into, um, which um, I, I, ne I, never felt, uh, I never felt enough. I didn't think people uh, liked me um, and it was, it was because I was fat um, and I always felt like a piece of shit. And um, so the, the personality that I, that, 
developed for me uh, was of, of, of a complete people pleaser. You know, um, I wanted to be the funny guy. Uh, I wanted to be the smart guy. Uh, and I'm pretty good with technology and tech and everything like that. And I'd love to be that guy for you, right? If this was the early like internet age, I was the guy that would build your website. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna help you, right? I got a cracked copy of Photoshop and I'll use it. Um, so it was that I was, uh, you know, always, always available to anybody uh, because I, I really, I think fundamentally, you're not gonna like me for, for myself. Um, so I got to be useful to you. I got to be funny to you. I got to be like that. So uh, you need a ride to the airport. As soon as I was driving, you got it. Um, it was especially important for me to get attention from girls and uh, girls didn't like me. So I was, just, I was especially, um, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, a, a bit of a people pleaser like, like that. What, what can I do? Be over nice, be helpful. Yada, yada, yada. I'm sure a lot of, maybe at least some of you relate to that. Um, and, and, and that was the case. I, I, I survived the grade school and high school being kind of like the nice guy, the funny guy, the resourceful guy, the guy who would do stuff for you. Um, when I actually got uh, the ability to, to have my own license, uh, driver's license and drive, that's really when I, I, I came into my own as a compulsive overeater because I had, I had the, the nights to myself. So uh, in high school, uh, living on my, living with my parents, um, I, I would go out in the evening and um, everybody that's in Los Angeles, there's a strip of Sepulveda Boulevard. And I would, that my evenings would be, I would, I would stop at the top of Sepulveda at the, at the first drive-in, it would be a Jack in the box and I'd be buying 10, $20 worth of food. And I, I just would start binging and I, I'd be binging on it as I was driving to the next stop, which was in and out burger, which we have here, be eating more to Arby's to Carl's Jr. And, and that, that, those were my evenings. And I was listening to talk radio and um, I was putting on massive amounts of weight. I was letting food go all over my body. And um that, that, that was my life. And, and, and I knew, I, you know, I was always aware of how horrible I felt and how my clothes were getting tight, but um, it didn't matter. In that moment, it made me, it made me feel good. And even though I was going to hate myself in the morning for this moment. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm already rambling. Um, so, so, so that was, that's, that's really, um, those were my, my nightly things. I, I, would, I would hide food because I lived at home. I used to, um, I remember leaving the house with uh, big Ziploc bags. So I would, it, at night I would order, I would go and buy like two large pizzas before the internet, you could order it. And if I had any leftover, I would stuff it into the Ziploc bags and then hide it underneath the car seats. So there would be no trace of it when I went back home so I could hide the food so my parents couldn't see it. Um, when I was living alone, living uh, in an apartment with a roommate, I, I used to do anything I could to uh, all sorts of tricks to, you know, we've all been through the drive-through and we pretend like we're ordering for like 10 people, right? But I'd be like, yeah, I have a, this and like, oh, do you want something else, right? hold that bullshit but i was living with somebody i used to take my amazon boxes when amazon come uh and 
cut and I would stuff my binge food into the Amazon box. So when I came back to my apartment, my roommate thought that I was just, oh, I got something in the mail, but really I had it loaded with food. Really resourceful things like that. Um, and uh, I, I absolutely hated myself. Uh, I was pre-eating uh, with um, any kind of arrangements with friends. We'd go out to dinner, but I would have a meal beforehand, anything to do to protect it. Anyway, let me get going. Came into OA, uh, a few false starts at the beginning of 2000, but uh, really came in year 2005. And uh, started started working uh started working with a sponsor and working on a program and um it was it was it was great uh and i found a food plan that worked for me uh turns out i'm i'm particularly intolerant of flour and sugar which is seems to be common with 100 pounders and started doing um started doing the work lost 150 pounds as i do and uh i felt great and um and mind you, the, 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 the next part of the story is I'm, I'm about, to, I'm, I will be relapsing in a year and a half. But so you know that, so I'm, I'm doing this and I, and I basically think that I am, I am working a strong program because I have a sponsor and, but really uh, on reflection now coming in, what, what was I doing? I was basically working a diet with kind of just, just basic group support of my fellows. I really was not working a strong program. What was happening is I was, I was so, um, built up uh, and feeling so good by the weight loss and the comments I'm getting. I lose a whole bunch of weight. I feel good. I can wear normal clothes. I'm not buying clothes that are big and tall anymore. Uh, girls seem to be liking me a little bit now. Like all these things are great. Like I've won. I have fucking done it. Like this is it. I'm never going back. Like it's a whole completely different life. I used to break tables. I was uh, at a wedding and broke a chair and the chair legs went into the grass and that kept it from falling apart. All sorts of things. I've been in a, had to leave a, a magic mountain ride because the roller coaster thing wouldn't uh, close on me. And by the way, when that happens, you don't get to go out the same way. You have to walk back through the, it's, it's just a nightmare, but I thought I had won. But really what was happening was I was basically, like I said, just kind of just doing the, the diet with group support. Um, Oh my God, this share must, it must sound, I must sound crazy to you right now. But um, what I, I, I think is I, I really wasn't dealing with any of, of the fundamental issues going on. No doubt about it. The allergy model is, is true for me. When, when, when um, sugar and flour goes into my bloodstream, I am owned. It's over. It, it really does not matter what level of recovery I have, just as for me, not, and I know that not all of us are affected that way, but when it is that I, I am owned, I am, I am under the control of a new master and I, I cannot stop eating. I cannot stop eating. Un unbelievable amounts of food. Um, uh, so, so, just, just quickly on, on the reps, I wasn't dealing with any of the underlying issues and how I kind of equate to it is that there's this like cauldron that was over my head and everything that I wasn't dealing with, any financial things I wasn't dealing with, any people, any good friends of mine in my life that I let go because I'd gained weight and didn't want them to see me. All of that just was, I was just deferring it. I'll deal with that later. And basically all of those things pot was just piling up in this cauldron in, 
over my head. And one day that cauldron spilled over and all the shit that I wasn't dealing with just showered over my head and I broke my abstinence. And um, it was, it started very simple. It was just, uh, it was after a meal, I was coming back from something and I just started eating some more things, all abstinent food, by the way. And I remember I took this breath and I felt like I just took the deepest breath I've ever taken in my life. And I just felt, I just felt elated. Like, oh my God, I just like, I forgot how good that felt. And I remember I went home and I was kind of scared. I'm like, oh Jesus, like, is everything, am, am I going to screw all of this up? And I'm like, you know what? Don't just calm down. You're still working a program. You're down at this point, 160 pounds. Everything still fits. It's all good. Go to bed. And I did. Woke up at two in the morning thinking I'm thirsty, that I needed a Diet Coke, as you do at 2.30 in the morning. So I will drive to Carl's Jr., which is a fast food chain in California, and get a Diet Coke. And I did. And I also got two, I don't know if we talk about food, two of the really big burger things. And I ate them, and I ate them so fast, and I felt great. I remember getting out of the car when I got back home, and I was actually, I was actually giddy, like I was, I was high. Uh, I felt lightheaded. I, you know, there's so much sugar and magic pumping through my brains and like that. I didn't realize that I was owned, right? Because the next day you wake up and you're still down 165 pounds and people still like you. And then, so you do it again, or I do it again. I can just go back. You know what you're doing. Just get back on, you just get back on track. Have a, have your little fun. Do it again. Do it again. It's only after about a week for me that I realized, oh, oh, I can't stop. No matter, no matter, no matter what, I, I realized I'm fucked. I, I am owned. Anyway, uh, it was it was rapid. It was rapid. Um, all all of the weight came back on. And around this time, I basically this was the period of time where I damaged most of the relationships in my life because I would I was gaining weight at such a rate that if you saw me two weeks ago, I'm already up 15, 20 pounds, and that's bullshit, right? Because if you're looking at me. If any of you see me on camera, you ever been when you gain weight and your, your friends are looking at you in the eye and then they do that where they glance down and they, they know your stomach. That look to me was death. I'd rather die than have my friends go, oh, hey, Isky, how are you? And look down at that, boom. So I just started cutting people out of my life. I started re not returning phone calls. And by the way, th this damage still lasts till today. There's, there's many relationships or close relationships that I permanently damage just by completely cutting people off. Not because I didn't like them, but I was so ashamed of my weight gain that it's like, I'm just simply not gonna see people. Maybe if I can get my weight back off, I'll call them and apologize and do that. A lot of, da a lot of damage I've had to uh, fix over these years. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been picked up by an ambulance twice in my life. Uh, during this, this time of relapse, uh, I, I've been picked up by an ambulance coming right off, uh, off of the freeway. I have, uh, was picked up. I, I had been so hard that I uh, was going to burst and I was having breathing trouble. Uh, and it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't make a difference. You know, I, I've always, I, I've heard people have shares where, you know, they hit these bottom and you, you read in the big book, the Bill Wilson moment where he falls to his knees and the light comes through the town hospital and I've not had that experience. I want to have that experience. It makes for, it makes for an amazing share. 
and I, I wish I had I had a good story like that, but my story is I, I would go deeper and deeper and deeper. So let me get quickly to um, one of uh, one of these last defining moments. I think this was roughly around in, in 2017. It's probably about a half a year from back. I was absolutely in the food. By the way, uh, let me just say one other thing, just to just to clarify how much of a shit I am. Um, I lost both of my parents within seven months uh, in 2013. And they they both uh, they they both passed unfortunately of of cancer and not in the best way. Obviously, that was an emotional thing for me, but I want you to know that in my mind, I absolutely said I can eat now, and don't I I don't have to feel ashamed this time. Like I can actually call these friends again now, right? Because if Iski gains 150 pounds, they're not going to be whispering. 20 minutes. Yeah. They're not going to be whispering, Iski's a piece of shit. They're going to be like, oh, his parents died, right? So it's okay. And, and that's where it's at. I, I, I want to use a tragedy as an excuse to eat and feel good about myself for doing it. Because why wouldn't I gain 150 pounds if I lose both my parents, right? It's a perfect thing. Uh, let me get to, uh, so roughly 2017, it was one of my, the worst days of my, of my eating. Um, and uh, it had started in the morning, massive amounts of foods, probably, I don't know, 15,000 calorie a day, who knows, but it had been eating solid throughout the entire day and into the evening. And the last meals I, I, uh, had ordered some pizza. It was probably two large pizzas with a whole bunch of things after eating multiple times at 7-Eleven and all these things. So anyway, it gets to this evening uh, where I finally, I finally blew it. I finally did. I, I went too hard and um, I, I was, I, I was having trouble breathing. And I, by the way, I like that too. I like that feeling of right being so stuff, but it was, it was, it was too much. It was, and I was doing it and my heart had started pumping and I, I felt like there was an existential threat happening right now uh, to my, uh, to my life. And I remember getting in into bed and just thinking like, please, 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 please just let me, I, I feel like I'm going to die. Please. I don't want to die. This is not how I want to go out. I don't want someone to find me and see all those pizza boxes in the living room, please not this way. And, um, I then real, I felt a warmth on my leg and I realized that, uh, I had, uh, started pissing myself. I'd become incontinent and I, I didn't even, I didn't even realize it. Uh, but I guess as later was told to me that I, I, pushed the, I had so distended my stomach that it pushed against my bladder. And anyway, um, I remember uh, being able to get up, cleaning myself up and putting out an extra bowl of food for my dog because I didn't think I was going to wake up. And uh, eventually 911 came and uh, whatever. I'm alive. I, I, I did it. So this, uh, and I, I remember waking up the next morning alive. I was so happy. I was in so much pain. Uh, I was obviously going to the bathroom multiple times. Uh, and this was it. So this is, this, this is my, this was supposedly going to be my Bill Wilson part. The sky was bluer. The grass was greener. I was so happy. I made it. I lived. I did not die, you know, unless this is all a dream. And I'm like, it changes now. It's over. Fuck 
this. You know what I did? I know how I lost weight before. Do it again. Shut up. Eat what you eat that you know works and do it. This game is over. You're a grown man. Stop it. And I, and I believe that. And I believed it. And I was a changed man that entire day, that entire day. I'm like, it's this game is over. And that night, around eight o'clock, I called Pizza Hut. Boom, two large pizzas, come on. And I remember the, the delivery guy, my buddy brought me some extra dipping sauce because I was such a good tipper. Uh, and that's it. And that's why I, I, I knew I, I was, I'm so hopelessly fucked. And uh, that it didn't change anything. I was, I was, I was back in the food. This is the burn of the time that I, it's the suicidal thoughts were coming in and I was never actively suicidal, anything like that. It was more passively suicidal in the sense that like, I'm not going to try to kill myself, but if I do get hit by a car, big deal, you know, is this a thing? It's like, if this is, if this is really what it's like, if this is what it's going to be every day, I'm just not interested in participating. I have a great life, you know? But I'm like, if, if this is gonna, what's gonna be in my head all the time where I'm gonna be fighting like this, I just, I'm just not interested in playing the game. Uh, uh, so cut to, it was at the beginning of, of, of 2018 that I managed to make my way back to Overeaters Anonymous. It happened to coincide with the OA birthday party. I don't know why. I don't know why I got a brief period of abstinence. I want to say it was from hitting a bottom, but that's not true. There wasn't anything that happened the day, that day that I didn't know. I didn't learn some new shit. I didn't learn about like carbs and protein. Like it was not like, oh, it's the sugar. No, it was nothing like that. For whatever reason, I was given just a bit of grace for like, I'm like, okay, I'll go back. Let, let me go see what's going on over here. And, and that's why like, I, I can't describe it as anything other than a gift. It was just a gift where I was given a window of time where I could just stop overeating for a little bit. And all the, the most I could do is say like, let me just jump in that window. Who knows what's gonna happen, but let me just kind of jump in. So I came back uh, in 2018, um, I, I got a sponsor. I got uh, one of the hardest sponsors in my circle that, that I could think of. And um, who, who I had experienced with before and, and started working uh, a program. So what were, what were some of the things I wanted to do is I, I wanted to have a very clear cut abstinence. There's, there's really no gray areas in my abstinence. I don't need any white or wheat flour. I don't need any sugar unless it's naturally occurring in the thing, right? So there's sugar and broccoli, I eat that, but I don't have any added sugar, blah, blah, blah. And the other things were uh, I had to make some, some, some uh, things around the behavior. So I can't eat in a rapid fast way anymore. I can't eat, you know, I even so I say like, even if I'm eating just chicken and broccoli, but I'm eating it at two in the morning in my car in a parking lot in a 7-Eleven, that would be a break of abstinence. Even though it's clean food, the behavior around it would be a break of abstinence. Why? Because for me and for me alone, I, that's very sexy behavior to me. I like that. I like closing the blinds and doing that kind of thing. So I try uh, with my sponsor formulated this abstinence that would, would, would uh, allow me to abstain from the allergic food and abstain from the compulsive behaviors that are going to trigger the obsession. Blah, blah, blah. And I do that. So uh, I am, I have a few minutes left, right? Timer, five, about. Um, 
Uh, you have three and a half minutes. Oh my goodness! I'm see. I knew it. I was going to spend too much time on the floor, but I. I so I worked this. I worked the steps with. Um, with a sponsor now, uh, I, I uh, report my food uh, to him uh, af after uh, I eat it, and he has me do a certain amount of writing, which I send to him in an email. And I'm, I am in a, I am in a close uh, communication with a group of, of fellow men, uh, and we follow this thing which they call sober eating. And um, this time around, like, why is it different this time? This time around, I'm really actually working the steps really going through the big book, really doing like an inventory, learning about myself that all these, all these other problems, it's all the same thing. It's like, I'm a broken record. It's like a movie that I've been viewing for 46. It's like, oh, I get triggered by this and that and feel less than. And all of these uh, things, you know, I, to the best of my ability, I'm, I'm trying to work on, on the daily and I am not perfect at it. Um, like I said, I, I'm keeping the 150 pounds off but you know, like other people, it, it, it's gotten harder. It's gotten harder in the semester. This is the longest amount of time, a continuous amount of time where I've, I've been keeping the weight off. But you know, the COVID and the lockdowns, it did, it did have a toll on me. You know, me just having, being left to my mind, it's not, it's not a good thing, you know? Um, so um, where I am right now with my sponsor, we're uh, currently in, in, the, in the eighth step. Um, I, I do, I do speak with him. Uh, I go to meetings, uh, with these men's groups. We meet additionally twice a week, just separately with that. And I'm in touch with these men throughout the day and, um, having this accountability, uh, seems to make a, a really, a really big difference. I'm always looking for a way to get out of here. I'm, I'm looking for a way to have an escape plan. I just, I, I just, I want to be free of it. And, um, as I was talking to my sponsor this morning, it's one of the things I, I have to do, like my step one is when I wake up in the morning, I, I kind of like look at myself in the mirror. I mean, if I do anything right, it's that. It's like, I say like, who am I today? You know, Iski, am I a guy that simply, am I a guy that just simply needs a food plan? Do I just simply need to know how to eat chicken and broccoli and shut up? Or am I, am I a guy that is, that is fundamentally fucked, right? Am I, am I fucked? Sorry about that. And, and that, and, and if I can remember that, if I can center myself with that, I think I'll get another day of abstinence, right? Another, a day at a time, right? If I get back in, into my head and think that like, I'm just a guy that just needs to find the right way of eating, that's it. And again, I'll, I'll be honest, there's times where it, 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 that slips back, which is why I have to keep being in this kind of daily step one. Um, I don't have any closing so i'm going to end there hope uh that was interesting or helpful to anybody and uh, thank you so much for letting me share thank you reader for asking Risky, thanks so much for being here